Yo fam, today I'm going to talk about God's will versus self-will. I actually asked uh, the Facebook community what they'd like to hear about. One of my good buddies, Peter, brought this up. And what's interesting is no matter how long we stay uh, clean and sober, this topic is something that comes up a lot and is oftentimes should be front and center. Um, I did a number of a uh, bit, bit of reading, and I think a lot of it boils down to control. One of the uh, I actually made a journal entry about this, and I said, when I think about the question, God's will versus self-will, I think of wanting to know the answers. I feel so uncomfortable not knowing what to do next. So out of frustration or victimhood, I say, God, what do you want me to do? What's next? Show me the way. And oftentimes that sounds good, but when I'm, I'm doing it out of frustration and victimhood, I'm basically doing the right action, but my intention is off. Because again, I'm asking God to show me what's next so I can know the answer. The only, uh, um, what that boils down to for me is the ability to stay in the moment. And when I'm able to stay in the moment, not looking towards the future or not regretting the past and not beating myself up with shame and guilt um, and able to be right where I'm supposed to be, like in the moment, I, I don't have to discern what's God's will or my will. It just comes. It presents itself. It's easy. It's usually in that frustration of wanting to know that causes the angst. The other thing I wrote about is um, patience. Most of the time I'm impatient. I think I should be further along. I think I should be in a different place in life. I'm not comfortable where I am. I think if I could just get there or change it or uh, accomplish that, I'll feel better and more serene. Often, I get vision, goals, dreams, and desires to be successful or great at what I'm doing confused with God's will. In other words, I confuse my own will, i.e. the desire to be productive, good at something, a leader, or doing something spectacular uh, with, doesn't God want those things for me? Doesn't God have greatness in store for me? Doesn't God have a life beyond my wildest dreams uh, in store for me? What's difficult is, who am I to say what God's definition of success for me should be or what it should look like? If I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, uh, oh, what if I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, like forever? What if, what if where I'm supposed to be is perfectly average in this basic job that I don't necessarily love? What if this is the best that it gets? What's, what if this is the most amount of money that I'm going to make? What if the, the this is where I'm supposed to be in in my marriage or my relationship? Um, what I think. Let's see. What if what I think is average or basically a failure is actually extreme success in the eyes of God? One of the realizations that I had when my life was uh, made a total U-turn turn by moving to Columbus and, and getting into the mental health and addiction industry was, who am I to say how long I should have to do something or work somewhere or struggle with something or be somewhere? The secret to getting absolutely comfortable in the moment, uh, for it's in the moment, the secret is getting uh, getting comfortable in the moment. And what I, what I mean by that is for so long, like when I was up in Philadelphia, I was working 
the job. I was selling flooring. I literally took the job just to have a job. My wife was sick. She was she was uh, decided to quit her job, and and so I just took this job. And seven years later, I was still in it, and I was oftentimes wondering, is this it? Is this all my life is cracked up to be? I made all kind of um, uh, attempts to to change and to venture into something that was more pleasurable and I would you know watch these self-help videos and I'd listen to speakers and I'd go to personal development weekends and I'd set goals and I'd do a vision board and I would I would be doing all the things that I do believe that work but something was off and missing between what I wanted and what I envisioned for my life and what you know my higher power envisioned for me Um, and so what's funny is I was reading in the uh, uh, ACA book, and hopefully I can find it quickly so I'm not faffing around, um, in step three, and it talked about uh, choice, um, and it talked a lot about control. Choice is God's gift for letting go uh, for letting go. On some days, our control registers to the far end of the continuum, and we feel alone and isolated. On other days, control... Uh, We let go of control and we catch a glimpse of what God's will is for us. We feel freedom when we make this choice. We learn to discern what events or decisions need greater attention and which terms can be uh, items can be ignored. We let go of control by asking for what we need instead of manipulating others for things we really don't want or situations or whatever we're manipulating. By letting go of control, we continue on the path to greater choice. With choice, we find out what we like and dislike. We feel less compelled to repeat rituals of control uh, to make it through the day. We choose a new coffee shop. We enroll in college. We do, you know, do uh, other things. It goes on to say some really good stuff. It says, we replace rigidity and fear with hope. We realize that the path to greater choice is a spiritual path that begins at denial and no choice and progresses through to greater levels of choice through discernment. The level of choice we develop is proportional to the integrity of our boundaries. The more we let go, the stronger our boundaries become. This is the paradox. Letting go creates stronger boundaries and, and, um, AA and NA, we talk about surrender to win, and, it, and it's it's so counterintuitive to give up to win. Um, it, it really makes no sense. But what it, I think that what they're trying to say with surrender to win, give up to win, letting go to create stronger boundaries is at any given moment, I am going through every scenario, best case, worst case scenario in my mind. I am trying to on a microsecond level trying to decide what do I need to do, change, um, get, uh, execute on to change the way I feel and make me feel better. And if I am, you know, uh, what some of our books talk about, totally self-centered, driven by ego, self-centered fear, um, we are, uh, always seeking things uh, with our ego or egomaniacs with inferiority complexes. If that's what I'm struggling with when I'm disconnected from God, it's no wonder I end up backing myself into a corner and that thing that I get never really makes me feel 
um, different or better. Um, and so by getting rid of that, i.e. surrendering uh, and being able to stay in the moment, that is where the freedom comes. The other thing that was funny um, was uh, a friend of mine, Di, she often sends me these these emails um, of like daily readings, and I rarely read them. Uh, and this one, what's funny is this one I read just this morning, and it said uh, it said this. Where is it? Bam! Language of uh, language of letting go, letting go of the need to control. The reward the rewards of detachment are great. Serenity, a deep sense of peace, the ability to give and receive love and self in self-enhancing, energizing ways and the freedom to find real solution to our problem. It says codependent no more. And I, I find, especially later in recovery, when the drugs and alcohol are gone, you know, because in the beginning, the first couple of years, it's just about staying abstinent. But as we progress in our recovery, then we start to real see the real defects of like our, you know, overwhelming insecurity, low self-worth, codependent issues, our control issues, our inability to uh, regulate our feelings, all that stuff starts raising its head. It says, letting go of our need to control can set us up, uh, set us and others free. It can set our higher power free and send the best to us. If we weren't trying to control someone or something, what would we be doing? This is work. This is relationships, this is spouses, this is bosses. What we what would we do that we're not letting ourselves do now? Where would we go? What would we say? What decision would we make? Would we uh, what would we ask for? What boundaries would we set? When we just, we say yes or no, if we weren't trying to control whether a person liked us or his or her reaction to us, what would we do differently? If we weren't trying to control the course of a relationship, what would we do differently? Uh, If we weren't trying to control other person's behavior, how would we think, feel, speak, or behave differently than we do now? What haven't we been letting ourselves do? What would we treat our? How would we treat ourselves differently? Would we let go? Uh, Would we let ourselves enjoy life more and feel better right now? Would we stop feeling so bad? Would we treat ourselves better? If we weren't trying to control, what would we do differently? Make a list and then do it. Today I will ask myself, what would I be doing differently if I weren't trying to control? When I hear the answer, I will do it. God, help me go. uh, Help me let go of my need to control. Help me set myself and others free. You know, the other thing I think about, that was a that was a reading from uh, uh, Language of Letting Go, I think is an Allen on resource. But the other thing I think about is uh, Byron Katie's Four Questions. Um, and that oftentimes, that's the, that's the atomic bomb for getting really in the moment uh, for me. It's almost like working the steps and looking at her character defects and letting go and letting God all in one. Her four questions are... Um, Is what I'm thinking or saying or believing true? Number one. Uh, Number two, do we know with 100% certainty, is that thing true? Number three, how would I feel or who would I be? How would I be acting if I didn't didn't believe that to be true? And uh, 
Number four is what is it? It's a that's the turnaround. Is it true? Do we know what the hundred percent certainty is true? How would I feel if I didn't believe it was true? And then shoot, I can't think of the last one. <laughs> but I think her point, uh, her point that's really poignant is it's not the th- situations that's happened. It's not where we're at in life. It's not the relationship, the job, the whatever that's causing us the angst. It's angst. It's what we believe about the situation that causes the issue. If I believe my boss is after me or that I'm a loser because I'm not further along or my spouse won't do what they want or they're intentionally doing it to wind me up, it's not the situation. It's what I believe about the situation. And so uh, and oftentimes when I believe it, I believe it's 100% true. But what if I believed it wasn't true? How would I feel? How would I be acting in the situation? How would I treat my spouse if I didn't think that she was intentionally trying to make my life difficult? How would I perform at work if I didn't uh, think that my boss wasn't, uh, you know, trying to look over my shoulder? You know, those are three really good resources that help me um, realize just how much and how easily I get out of the moment. Uh, When I was reading that control stuff in, in, in here, I was having a hard time identifying in the beginning because I don't think I try to control others. Um, I'm usually worried about them trying to control me. And I guess that in itself, me trying not to be controlled is controlling. But where I see it the most is with my son. I am really, um, there's an area, I just, I'm really falling short in that area. I'm not very flexible. Um, You know, it's basically like do this or else. And, um, you know, there, I think there's a fine line between, um, you know, not letting a four-year-old run the show. Um, but equally I can, I can act like a four-year-old. It's making my life, I'm just not being and performing as a father as I want to be. Same, Same thing with my wife as well. But anyway, so it's just a couple things. What is the difference between God's will and self will? Well, if you utilize the principles and the tools in the program, we got recovery-based literature, we pray, we surround ourselves with people that'll help us, that can kind of give us an outside perspective, a sponsor, a support group, a list of guys or girls that I can bounce things off of, and then meetings. Um, journaling is a, is a good one. We use all that stuff. All of it is targeted at letting go and letting God and be able to remain in the moment. Um, and when we do that, God will reveals himself. The key here is, is that we're not going to get a message in the mailbox. We're not going to get uh, a writing on our mirror when we wake up in the morning. Um, you know, we may not know for a very long time that thing that we're worried about. But if we're, but if we're able to be in the moment, that thing doesn't matter. Because who am I to say how long it's supposed to take? Anyways, I love you guys, Peter. Thanks for the topic. And I hope that helps somebody. Um, hey, if you've been listening to this for a while or... Um, or you know someone that could benefit from hearing this, do me a favor, send them a personal message with this uh, with this podcast and tell them why you think it would be good for them to listen to. Um, tell them why you like it. Anyway, holler at your boy, Jill.